0: You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Chris, I'm hearing myself in my ears, so please take care of that uh, when you can. It is a divisional game, a divisional game on Sunday for the Commanders against the Philadelphia Eagles. And as always, divisional games to me are winnable games, no matter the record, no matter the record at all, no matter the recent history, rivalry games are always winnable games, and that's the goal. That's the goal, not a moral victory, not a close loss. That's never the objective, never. I hate that thinking. I hate it. It's so tilting. And you know what? No one listens to me. No one listens to me. No one listens to me. Eric Bickle on the Junkies this morning. He says no one likes to admit it, but moral victories are a real tangible thing. Going for a moral dub on Sunday. Must protect the ball. Must run the ball and play conservatively. He wants a moral dub. Michael Phillips saying the same thing. I've told you guys for years. Have I not? I'll say it again right now. A win is a win, and that's a win. It'll always be a win. A loss is a loss. There is no such thing as a moral victory. Just wins is losses. After the game, fine. Call it a moral victory if it helps your team build towards winning, and maybe you win the next week, great. But when you look back at the schedule at the end of the year, the week before will forever and always be a big fat L. Not a moral victory. We're not in it for moral victories. We're going for wins, all right? That's that all that matters. There's two columns. There's a W and an L. There's not a, a, an MW. What the hell is that? You go to win every single Sunday, and that's how you get into the playoffs. You know, you don't look back at the end of the year and you say, yeah, you know, we, we built something good. We really built something good here. We have about seven or eight moral victories, and we can use those moral victories and convert them into real dubs. No, that's, that's ludicrous thinking. We're trying to win games, and I'll give you my keys to victory coming up today at 1 p.m. on the Richmond Commander. Mark Schofield will join us to go around the NFL at 12.30. Of course, NFL hits at 1.15. I'll give you some winners for this Sunday's games, and we'll go through the best games of the weekend. Then I'm looking forward to having Linell Willingham on the show from the Team 980 at 1.30. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day, by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores.
1: Highlights. Oh, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one.
0: sports zap. All right, let's start in the NFL. As last night, we had Thursday night football. And I told you guys I didn't think it was going to be a good one. Final score, Lions defeat the Green Bay Packers, moving to 3-1 and one, with a 34-20 victory. Uh, the final score makes it seem closer than it actually was. I mean, look, the Lions were up 27-3 in this contest, and Amon Ross St. Brown was terrific for the Lions. He had five catches for 56 yards, including this one, a 24-yard touchdown catch from quarterback Jared Goff in the first quarter. Let's take a listen to the call.
1: Lions knock it on the door now. First and 10 from the Packer, 24. Goff takes the shotgun snap back. Wants to throw over the middle. Got man wide open. amon ra St. Brown. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Goff looked up, saw 14. There wasn't a Packer in sight. Lofted it to him inside. The five made the grab. Dove into the end zone. 24 yards. Second of the year for amon ra
0: That was the call on WXYT-FM in Detroit as... The Green Bay would score eight points in the third quarter and then nine in the fourth. So the Lions felt like they needed another score. So they kept their offense on the field, converted a crucial fourth down, and then David Montgomery runs for one yard touchdown in the fourth as the Lions would go on to win 34 to 20. Here is the final call.
2: Fourth and goal from the one for the Lions. Golf up under center. Single back is Montgomery.
1: Goff takes, turns, gives to Montgomery, straight up the cut, (laughs) points his way in, touchdown
0: Detroit Lions! David Montgomery powers it home,
2: and the Lions extend their lead.
0: So the Lions move to 3-1. They're 2-0 away from home this season. The fighting Dan Campbells are picking up right where they left off last year with the impressive run at the end of the last season. For the Green Bay Packers, though, you look at this box score. You see Jordan Love... 23 for 36, 246 yards, one touchdown. That's not bad. The bad, two interceptions and five sacks. But the reason the Packers didn't win this game, it's the team rushing yards. Aaron Jones, five carries, 18 yards. A.J. Dillon, five carries, 11 yards. As a team, they only ran for 27 yards as a whole. That is not good enough to win in the National Football League. Here's the head coach of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, explaining how his team was able to make the pack one-dimensional.
1: It was important. Um, it was,
0: it, it, it's always important, you know, that you make a team one dimensional. But we felt like they were going to come out and take some shots early, and they did. They were they were going to try to throw it a little bit, and uh, you know, see if they could uh, make some hay in the back end, and and uh, and so that that didn't, you know, that they weren't able to necessarily do that, and so they tried to get to the run a little bit late, but our guys handled everything well you know it was an outstanding defensive performance you know ag once again has done a heck of a job and uh you know that's two weeks in a row now um that we're playing outstanding defense you know and and everybody's playing together are playing with violence we're playing smart we're disciplined uh we're getting
2: takeaways so it was the signs of good defense
0: My biggest takeaway from the game was Jared Goff's ability to bounce back from an early first quarter interception finishes the game with 210 yards and one touchdown. As big story in the NFL for this Sunday, we have the Bills against the Miami Dolphins. The highest scoring offense in the NFL just coming off of a 70 point performance against the Broncos. Well, the Bills will be in some trouble here. They will be without safety Jordan Poyer ruled out versus the high scoring Miami Dolphins offense this Sunday Poyer has been an incredible safety for the Bills for several seasons they are going to miss him on Sunday let's move over to the MLB here on the sports app so the Orioles were able to clinch the AL East title with the 100th win of the season Outfielder Austin Hayes said it was the AL beast again this year, and we knew it. We had to battle, but here we are. We did it. Baltimore won the AL East five times in six years after divisional play began in '69. But it's the only the fifth divisional title for the Orioles since then, and the first since 2014. Basically, been 10 years since you've gotten to see the O's play in the postseason. Uh, I, I felt good about it. Look, I, I'm, I'm a Nats fan, but I did grow up rooting for the Orioles with Cal Ripken, Jerry Harrison Jr., and Mike, uh, what was his name? Mike Muscala, not Mike Muscala, Mike Musina one of my favorite pitchers growing up, so I'm happy for the O's, and for those of you keeping track at home, I found this stat online. The Orioles finished with the best record in the AL for the first time since 1997. 100 plus wins for the first time since 1980. They have the best farm system in baseball, the number one prospect in baseball, the AL Rookie of the Year, and they have three first round picks in 2024. Oh yeah, Norfolk, their Triple-A team, won the International uh, League Championship, and they have... They signed a contract to remain in Baltimore through 2053. It is a good day to celebrate if you are a Baltimore Orioles fan. Nats, they face off against the Braves tonight, 720 first pitch with Trevor Williams on the mound. But playoff baseball begins next week. October baseball is always great baseball. It's more intense, it's more fun, and all eyes will be on it. Let's move over to college football here on the Sports app. So, this weekend for UVA against Boston College, all right? Will you have Anthony Calandria or Tony Musket? Either way, you have to find a way to win that game. That's Saturday at 2 p.m. Pitt at Virginia Tech, Saturday night, 8 p.m., The place needs to be rocking for Virginia Tech to have a chance. Luckily, it's sold out. It's going to be a whiteout game. Should be a ton of fun. I know Lurch from the Sports Junkies is driving down. He's going to be in attendance. Hopefully, the Hokies can get the win. Both of the local schools desperate for a win. You know who's been playing really well, though? That's JMU. They are hosting South Alabama Saturday at 12 noon. A conference matchup as Jam Mutes tries to stay unbeaten. ODU at Marshall. Can the Monarchs do what the Hokies failed to do last week as they are 2-2 on the season facing off against the undefeated Thundering Herd. William and Mary, the Tribe, 4-0 at Elon. A good matchup for them to get an easy victory before next week at UVA for a must-watch affair. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan now at 105, one FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. back I'm I'm Welcome she back. Go, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, your home for the Washington Commanders, who face off against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at 1 p.m. Can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, or anywhere in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Downloaded today for free, we get a two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show. The gut check that I'll be a part of this Sunday after hopefully a commander's victory but joining us right now for a little crosstalk. you just heard him from 10 to noon it's michael phillips what's going on michael p
3: Dude, i just realized gut check man that's gonna be a late night of gut check next next thursday night they better they better drink their coffee get ready
0: yeah you know the gut check they don't mess around you know <laughs> they, they are there they are ready and uh I, they were emailing me even when i was sick trying to get me on the show and so uh I, i'm looking forward to it uh, this Sunday so Michael I do need to correct something that you mentioned on your show all please right? do and I'm not in, I'm not in the mood for correcting people but this is just <laughs> this is just the facts and I am running a very important pool it is called the NFL Odyssey Survivor pool all right you were knocked out Michael I'm sorry to say but you had already submitted a pick via email saying that you would like the 49ers.
3: Oh, shoot. I did take the Niners this week, yeah. didn't I? Uh, yeah. I? No, I feel great about that. All right, the Niners is the pick. They, we go to the paper when there's a dispute. Yeah. I was between the Chiefs and the Niners. I wrote it down incorrectly. You're right. the, 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 the email says the Niners. I feel great about that then. As, as a Kansan, as a Chiefs mm-hmm. fan, I am glad I am jinxing another team and not <laughs> my team. That's, that's very good to hear
0: yep so it's kind of funny how you know so many people were knocked out of the competition Ooh. last week, taking the jaguars and the cowboys i heard heard Josh talking about that. Josh, if you want to send me five dollars, you can get back in all right that you are allowed to get back in for out the first six weeks up until Saturday night. If you do not submit the five bucks before Saturday night, you are out uh We are down to I believe just eleven teams remaining as the pot's over two hundred dollars, it's getting juicy, Michael P. We uh
3: we, Josh has a lot on his plate right now. He's trying to understand golf. Uh we we've been, <laughs> we so let's uh, let's pace ourselves here Adam and, you know maybe may maybe a little much uh you know it, rough week for Josh. He also could not name a single Taylor Swift album. So we're we're gonna <laughs> let him take the dubs where he where he he's going for a moral dub just like the commanders are right now.
0: Well I, I did want to give a big shout out to Lacey. All right we love Lacey. She's one of our awesome uh sales managers. Lacey Went out on a limb. She's picking the Indianapolis Colts against no, the
3: Rams. Let's go. And
0: I, look, the, the line is even. It's a home game for the Colts. Maybe she's a big Mo'Ali Cox fan. Ooh, let's do this, Lacey.
3: I'm pulling for it. Like, I just want to say, anytime somebody makes a pick like that, like I respect independent thinking um, going outside the box. You're right. By the numbers, that is not an out there pick. Um, you know, The Rams are Rams are young. Colts are young. Um, I I'd love to see her pull it off.
0: All right, Michael, so before we get to our bit where each week we cancel a team, I'd love to ask you this here on a Friday, all right? And I know you said it's going to be a moral victory. You're hoping for it to be a close (laughs) game, but... How do you think the commanders can beat the Eagles? All right, let's just say the final score has the commanders getting a dub. How did they get it done?
3: I mean, it starts on the defensive line. I think that was, look, we we talked about Sam Howell most of the week. I would say of of my commanders' talk this week, 80% of it was Sam Howell, Eric Bianami, the offense, right? Because that's where the discussion is. But it's that 20%. It's the defense where I say, look, they did not make Josh Allen's life miserable on Sunday. Josh Allen just went out there, had himself a lovely day. I'm not even sure they washed his uniform after the game. Didn't have any stains on it. Looked all pretty when he got on the bus after the game. You can't do that. You can't win a big game like that. They got to get after Jalen Hurts. And by the way, I think... Think they can? I look. We saw this show last year. We've seen this show twice in the last three years. It's not impossible that they can do that. Give Sam Howell some short fields. Give them some opportunities to let Brian Robinson punch it in from the red zone. That that to me would really give them a huge leg up here.
0: I think football and the NFL is a little bit more of a mental game that we may be giving it credit because last week. Mentally, the Commanders were crushed with Josh Allen's third down conversions in the first quarter. Well, if they can get to Jalen Hurts and get some big hits on him and force him to fail those third downs, and the fact that he's supposedly playing at like 70 or 80%, maybe that gets into his head for later in the game. That That's going to be my keys to victory, number one. You've got to get to Jalen Hurts early, and do not let him scramble. All right, let's get to the bit. Each week, Michael Phillips and myself, the two sports hosts here locally at 910 The Fan We'll look back at the weekend of the NFL action, and each of us will cancel a team. When you hear this sound, you know that team has been canceled. You're fired. And each week, one franchise will be canceled. So turn in your pads, your helmets, your season is done. A canceled franchise means we believe, Michael Phillips or myself, that they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. We will whittle this down throughout 18 weeks until the playoffs and see who can be victorious by who wins the Super Bowl championship this year, Michael, you have canceled the New York Giants, you have canceled the Arizona Cardinals. Any comments on the Cardinals after that big win?
3: Well a big win for the cardinals here 's my broad comment, Adam I, I said, I, look, I canceled the Giants after week one. embarrassing loss to the cowboys they <laughs> what 's up a, 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 an embarrassing loss to the cowboys um, they they then bounce back and and they 've looked all right. the Arizona Cardinals embarrassing loss. Then what do you know? They bounce back. They look all right. So who's to say here the Arizona Cardinals uh, looked good after my pick? The New York Giants looked good after my pick. Uh, (laughs) I alone possess the power, Adam Epstein, to, to breathe life into a season. I don't take that lightly.
0: I love that. So I have canceled the Carolina Panthers, and I love that I canceled the Panthers right away because Bryce Young looks like a child. He looks like he's still in high school out there running around in the NFL. I mean, my goodness, Andy Dalton uh, taught him a lesson last week uh, in, a lo- in a losing effort, but he threw for like 300 yards. I hope Bryce Young was paying attention on the sideline, not playing Fortnite. But I also canceled the Chicago Bears, and look uh, – The interesting thing about the Bears is preseason, I thought this team was going to be decent. I thought Justin Fields was going to make improvements. Instead, he's regressed, and the Bears are third in the NFC North at 0-3 with an 0-3 versus 0-3 contest this Sunday against the Denver Broncos. All right, let's hear from from, uh, the former president one more time. What is the sound effect for when we cancel a team? You're fired. All right, Michael, you're on the clock.
3: All right, look. Maybe I, maybe I possess magical, mystical powers, Adam. Maybe I don't. But we can't take that chance. It's too important. There's a Thursday night football game coming up next week. The Chicago Bears are visiting the Washington Commanders, and the Commanders have to win that game. But it's Thursday night football. Anything could happen. So we cannot take a chance. The Bears need to beat the Denver Broncos this weekend, get a little feel good, get a little full of themselves so they come in and lose at FedEx. So I say Chicago Bears.
0: You're fired. Wow, you've canceled the Bears. So now we've got uh, an overlap on our list here. First one. T- I, Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. You know, I'm going to copy you eventually because I'll get to canceling the Giants. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. No. I will, I'm will. saving the Cardinals. They have no shot of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to cancel a, a local guy, a homegrown guy. A- and from what I've heard... He has no interest in coming back to Richmond. I'm talking about Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. I'm you're sorry. Fired. You're 0-3. You're 0-1 uh, away. You have not won at home. You're you're throwing the ball for like five and a half yards on average. You got a big lead against the Commanders, and then you blow it. I am firing Russell Wilson. I am firing Sean Payton. I am getting rid of everybody on that franchise. You're fired. You're canceled. No thanks. You're not winning the Super Bowl this year, Sean Payton. You were at Super Bowl uh, Media Row last year making a big hoopla about how the commanders, new ownership group, reached out to you. Thank God they didn't actually hire you because you suck as a head coach. You thought you could just bring back the uh, Saints playbook from 2018 and be all right. No. It looks like Kevin James on the sidelines for the Broncos. You're fired and you're canceled.
3: (laughs) What I love about the, the Sean Payton thing is the full-blown arrogance he came in with, right? There was no humility whatsoever. It was just, my goodness, can you believe this train of idiots here that haven't been able to figure this out? Here's my playbook from 2004. I'll be winning the Super Bowl now, please. No. It <laughs> doesn't, like, doesn't work like that. No,
0: not at all. Not not at all. So I feel good about that cancellation right there. We're three weeks down. With 15 more to go. Michael, hope you have a good weekend. Heard you're going to be going out to the Kickers game
3: gonna my, go my cousin is what the backup goalie for the kickers um, haven't seen him yet this year uh, which which probably is not great but uh, the, the weather's good uh, nice fall afternoon uh, you know sip some pumpkin spice and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy a little game of football
0: I love that I believe the starting goalkeeper is Akira Fitzgerald What's Nicely the, name of the done. backup oh yeah. great
3: great pull uh, so there, there's a backup and then he's the third stringer James Sned's oh. <laughs> his name he's in high school they do the thing where they bring the high school kids up to train with the uh, with the regular team. So he's not going to play, uh, but you know we'll we'll be there. We'll we'll support. We'll yell. I would. I mean, I wouldn't know what I'm watching anyway. Uh, that that's not my wheelhouse. But but I enjoy a lovely evening out.
0: I love that man. I've been to several games, and I, I will tell you, it's a great environment. Yeah. Uh, they have good beer there. Here's what you need to do, Michael. At least spend ten minutes behind the goal where the band plays for for Richmond. It's not really like a band. It's just like one or two guys on drums, but it feels like you're at a European soccer game. It's awesome.
3: I love it. That's what I'm here for.
0: Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I've been doing this new bit every single week where we go behind enemy lines, or should I say go behind B-enemy lines. Eagles reporter Chris McPherson will join the program at 2.30. Find out how the Eagles plan to stop Coach Eric B-enemy and his high-powered offense. I hope they didn't watch that Bills game because the uh, offense didn't look that high-powered in that one. We will do a little dude food here at 145 because there's two new places opening right in my backyard here in Scott's Edition, plus a couple other local food news here in Richmond. Lena Willingham will join the show at 1.30 to talk Commander's Eagles. And then every Friday at 12.45, it's a new segment. Don't sleep on this segment. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Don't sleep on these picks. It'll be Drab T-shirt online with us here in about 15 minutes. But right now, we go around the NFL with our buddy Mark Schofield on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Mark?
2: What's going on, Adam? I'm glad to hear you're having Chris on. I'm a big fan of Chris. We've spent some time together out of the combine, had dinner. Really, really good people.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. That'll be at 2.30 p.m. on the show today, available around the country on the Odyssey app. Mark, let's get right into it. I got a couple hard-hitting questions for you. Number one... Who is the
2: best 3-0 and team in football? Best 3-0 team in football? I mean, that's... I think you have to go Miami right now with how explosive that offense looks. Now, they were 3-0 last year, and I think we need to sort of remember that they were 3-0 and two big things happened, one of which they can't really control. That was the Tua injury. You know, he got injured in that third game, and that's when he started to miss time, and that's when that offense started to struggle a little bit. The other thing was... And this is something that they can control, and I think they've worked towards doing that already. Is the defense is caught up to what they were doing schematically? Now, what's been interesting about the Dolphins this year is with that burst motion, that quick short motion that they started using, lots of teams have started to copy already. They started out using that mostly in the past game, now they've folded in some run concepts off of that as well, Adam. So I think they've already sort of taken steps to stay ahead of what defenses might do to adjust to them. But right now, they're the best 3-0 team. Obviously, a huge game for them this weekend, but right now, I'd say they're the top of that list.
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I mean, the 49ers have looked good. The Eagles have looked good. But the Dolphins' offense, just so explosive, the fastest guys in the NFL right now. Who's the best 0-3 football team? You've got the Carolina Panthers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Broncos.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a tough list right now. I think almost by default you have to say Minnesota because you could still see a pathway to that team, you know, getting out of this 0-3 start and making a playoff run. You know, this is a team that I thought might struggle defensively at the start of the year. When you're talking about a new defensive coordinator coming in and somebody that, you know, likes to run a lot of sort of aggressive concepts, both up front and in the blitz game like Brian Flores, it's going to take some time to adjust. And I think – that process is underway. I think when you look at the other three teams, certainly the Bears look like an mess right now. Broncos just got seventy hunt on them, so I think you're sort of hard pressed to look at them and say, yeah, you know, they're one of the better one-three teams in the league. And then the Panthers, I think, well, you know, this is a sort of transition year for them with Bryce Young, so you know, results don't matter as much as getting him where he needs to be. And the ankle injury has certainly slowed that process down. So, sort of by process of elimination, I think you look at Minnesota.
0: Mark Schofield with us here on the Hadid Mercer Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. And, Mark, we know that Washington is the best 2 and one football team. No, I'm just kidding there. But what went wrong last week against the Bills in your perspective? I mean, I said on my show that there was a chance it could have been 16-14 to start the fourth quarter, but that's not reality. Reality is the Commanders got to the red zone twice and didn't get in the end zone.
2: Right. And and red zone efficiency, I think is going to be a critical component, not just for Washington, but sort of league wide this year, as we're seeing scoring tick down a little bit. We're seeing defenses perhaps have some answers. You know, we're seeing a return of the run game. We saw that a little bit last night. Detroit looks like a team that wants to run the wall a little bit and punch you in the mouth a little bit. Coming away with Seven when you get down to the red zone it will be critical because scoring might be down at any time. You can get you know seven instead of three or seven instead of zero if you get held out of the end zone and off the board completely. It's going to be big. So I think that was certainly an issue. I also think you have to sort of take a step back and realize that the Bills are still a very good football team. I mean, yes, they had that sort of week one disaster when they lose against the Jets in a game where you know, Aaron Rodgers gets knocked out immediately, but Allen turned the ball over a couple of times. You're seeing Allen since then sort of settle down, settle into games, and not take some of the chances that you're seeing him take at times, what you saw him take in week one. So I think the Bills also deserve some credit there. But red zone efficiency is certainly one aspect to it. Another thing you can look at, nine sacks. I mean, sometimes sacks are a quarterback stat. Howell needs to do a better job getting the ball out. Sometimes sacks have a lot to do protection up front, and that needs to get shored up. It's hard to win games if you're getting sacked nine times in the NFL.
0: Mark, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to ask you about a matchup between two 0-3 football teams because we're doing our survivor pool, and I'm seriously considering taking the Minnesota Vikings on the road at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, against the Panthers. I just don't see the Vikes going 0-4. What do you think? Is that a safe pick?
2: I think it is a safe pick just because... You know, it does look like Young's on track to play. I think, but he's going to be coming back from an ankle injury if he goes, and if not. Oh, if Young
0: plays, if Young plays, lock it in. I'm taking that pick.
2: (laughs) Right, And, and yeah, because look, I think he'll get there eventually, but it's been a rocky start. I think that's fair to say. And like you said, and like we talked about earlier, the Minnesota Vikings. Best 0-3 team in the league. It's hard to see them going 4-0, and 4 to start the year. I think that defense, as I talked about, has started to settle in. I think they're going to cause problems for whichever quarterback goes because if it's young, hampered with an ankle injury, you get pressure schemes, might confuse him, get some short fields. You know, Dalton, at one point in his career, might have been able to sort of capitalize on those moments, but he's not the quarterback he was when he was in Cincinnati. And so I think, yeah, That's a safe pick, particularly if you're thinking about, you know, using the Vikings at some point this year. This might be the week to do it.
0: All right, most people are saying Dolphins-Bills is going to be the game of the week, but I do like defensive football. And right now I'm circling in on Ravens at Browns. You know, it's a division rivalry game. Both teams are 2-1. They're trying to take a commanding lead on this division. Why the Bengals? While the Bengals are struggling, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Both defenses fly around the field. How do you think this one plays out?
2: Well, this is a situation to monitor because in the past hour or so, reports out of Cleveland that Watson was sort of pulled off the field of practice. There's reporting that he's dealing with a right shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting shut down on the Friday before the weekend begins is never a good sign for any player, let alone a quarterback who obviously relies on that right shoulder to throw the football. If he can't go, you're getting rookie DTR, Dorian Thompson, Robinson against that Baltimore defense. So this is a game that I think will be very good to very good defenses that, like you say, fly around the field. But if Watson can't go, that's gonna really hamper this Browns passing game, you know, which has struggled. They had a better week last week, but it has struggled this year. You know, that's a situation with Watson to monitor and if he can't go, they're gonna really need that defense to step up to win that game.
0: Mark, you know I'm a gambler. I use FanDuel promo code AWOD, and I try to take advantage of lines that just look a little deceiving. San Francisco minus 14 against a Cardinals team that just upset the Cowboys. And the Cardinals fly around the field. I think they can do a pretty good job defensively against the Niners. And Josh Dobbs, man, he can sprint. I don't know how much he can throw the football, but he can sure sprint. I kind of think the Cardinals will cover the 14-point spread.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting game to watch. We just saw what Arizona did against Dallas. They used offensively some of, you know, the Cowboys' aggression against them, which I thought was a very good move. And so that is a big number and certainly one that I think Arizona could cover. So that's certainly a game to watch. Another number that sort of sticks out to me, you know, and maybe it's just the old Patriots fan in me, but, you know, Cowboys, you know, giving six and a half at home against New England. That Dallas offense hasn't looked great. You know, Bill Belichick is going to craft some things to maybe get a turnover, a short field here and there. And that Patriots offense, while it hasn't been explosive, I think can do enough to keep this close. I mean, you're talking about a Patriots team that had a one-score loss to Philadelphia, one-score loss to Miami. Both of those losses look pretty good right now when you're keeping them to one-score games. I think New England finds a way to cover that too.
0: That's Mark Schofield. Follow him on social media, at Mark Schofield. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much, Adam. Enjoy the games. Have a great weekend.
0: Yep, love talking NFL with Mark. He covers the NFL and F1 for SB Nation. Read his work at SBNation.com. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't sleep on the next segment coming up. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at one hundred and five one FM. Keep it locked to 910 The Fan throughout the show today as we go behind enemy lines, or should I say go behind the enemy lines, find out how the Eagles are going to stop O.C. Eric B enemy with Chris McPherson, Eagles reporter, at 2.30. Linnell Willingham will join the program at 1.30. But joining us right now at 12.45 every Friday for a special segment, we'll be joined by one of the dogs behind the glass of the sports junkies. And with us right now, it's Drab T-Shirt. What's going on, Drab? Hey
1: Wad, let's go! What's up, buddy?
0: How'd you feel about uh, about this segment so far? Are you locked in? I'm locked in. I, I I think about it
1: Monday through Thursday, Friday morning. I wake up early. I do my push ups, my sit ups. Got to get my mind right. Meditate a little bit. This is a big segment. Everybody's waiting for it every week. I, the weeks I'm not on with Valdez, that's got to be your lowest ratings ever. But with Grab <laughs> We're going for number one, baby.
0: We love it. Thanks to Mike from Don't Sleep. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks.
3: It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Wad will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend! Weekend! Don't weekend. sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on AWOD Radio.
0: You know what, Drab? Let's actually start with Matt Valdez, your co-producer for the Sports Junkies. Because I made $50 off of him last week. He came on the air and I told him to his face... I'm going to fade you. I heard you on bit season, and you wanted to take the over in the Ravens against the Colts, and I said, Matt, I think think you're betting with your heart and not your brain because I couldn't believe he took the over in that ugly matchup, Ravens and Colts. It was screaming low scoring to me. How can I ever trust him again on the Jumbo Lump parlay?
1: Well, first thing, Look at you! We got ch- i got to check your W two because if you're betting fifty bucks on a game. You are loaded, my friend. That—that—that uh, that, that is quite impressive. But uh, Valdez, nobody's colder. Nobody's colder on planet Earth. Not even in a, in a Antarctica are they colder than Matt Valdez is. The guy misses his picks. He's picked another this week. He did the under of the Ravens game because he missed it last week. He's trying to catch up. He doesn't—he doesn't know he doesn't up from down, left from right. Stay away from Valdez's picks. Rob will lead you to uh, Moneyland this weekend.
0: I love that. Let's fade him once again. He wants the under on the Ravens. I want touchdowns. I'm going to bet the over.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep, right. 100%. He's, he, he wants the under in the Browns-Ravens game. So we're going up. All right. Fade so these me- again.
0: Let me ask you this, because we are doing our Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool, and last week we had 22 uh, contestants. Now we're down to nine because a ton of people took the Jaguars. If you were still in the Circus Survivor Pool, who would you pick this Sunday?
1: I think i am taking the Chargers this Sunday. Five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Raiders. I just don't believe in in, uh, Vegas at all. I think Vegas, I mean, the Chargers should be... 3-0, Three and zero, but they're one and two. But they're still a very talented team. There's just no way that the Raiders have the firepower to keep up with the Chargers. I love Herbert. I know everyone's talking about Tua for MVP, but Herbert hasn't thrown. I don't believe he's thrown an interception all year. He's going to get them dialed back in uh, in the win column. I like the Chargers. Easy dub at home over the Raiders on Sunday.
0: That's a great call. I- I'm going to jump on that too because nobody's talking about
1: it. Nobody's talking about every- it. Yeah, I'm a big believer. Now, look, I was in another survivor pool. I got knocked out week one. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. And, and, and you, if you just want to take the biggest favorite every single week, do that. But I like to save some of the big dogs for later, like the Chiefs. And you know, people you know are absolutely going to win, the Eagles. But you've got to find the sweet spot of a team that, that, that is, you think is going to win. You're pretty sure it's going to win. But, you know, you don't want to blow them early.
0: Well, I mean, Justin Herbert, six touchdowns, no interceptions, almost 1,000 yeah. yards passing already. The two losses by a combined five points uh, this season. So that you're right, they should be 3-0. Uh, I love that pick. Let's get to Drab T-Shirt Sports Tilt of the Week. You know what my tilt is?
1: It's, last time I was on the show, we talked about the end zone rule and how officials, they wanted to change the rules in the NFL, right? To, to yeah. not, if the ball goes out of bounds in the end zone, it's, a, it's not a turnover. I'm sticking to officiating. And I know nobody cares about baseball, but everybody wants robot umpires. <laughs> I despise that. I'm old school. I go, I like baseball. Nobody likes baseball anymore, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but I, I I, don't want so much technology where we're taking any human element out of the game. A big part of defense in, in baseball is how the catcher frames a pitch. It's a game within a game. And that's how you have great defensive catchers is that they know how to call – not only know how to call a game, but they know how to frame balls and strikes with the automatic – strike and ball system, it completely takes it out of play. I don't like that at all. I know Hill uh, Hernandez is the worst umpire in the history of baseball. You got Bryce Harper screaming at him, throwing his helmet in the stands last night. The guy's an embarrassment to umpires and officiating just fire him get rid of Oniel Hernandez and then we, we won't have as much uproar about officiating or umpiring in baseball I don't like the robot ump crap get it out of here give me give me the old blue behind the plate I love it
0: <laughs> I love that sports tilt of the week I'm with you man give me the humans i I said yesterday I want to be the first human to kill AI call me a robot I want to kill all the AI out there uh my sports tilt of the week I'm calling out Eric Bickle the host of the sports junkies EB blaming coach EB I think he just wants him fired I think he just wants to go down as the only EB in the DMV because of the name it's all about the name it's clouding his judgment he's blaming the play calling when his quarterback threw four interceptions it makes no sense that's my sports tilt of the week
1: Hey, I, I'm right there with you. He definitely wants to be enemy gone because he wants to be the only EB in town. But where is the blame? I mean, every single one of those interceptions was on the quarterback. It was bad decision or late throws or just just embarrassment. That wasn't on – those weren't on EB. Like, the enemy didn't call a great game. But at the end of the day, those, those were not system interceptions. That was just poor decision-making by Howe.
0: Yeah, I mean, the enemy can't control Howell rolling out to his left and throwing a pick six right into the hand of the defender. Uh, Bad call there by host E.B., blaming coach E.B. Let's get to D.T.'s D.T., Drab t-shirts, dual threat. drabs. what's your college football breakdown this weekend? Uh,
1: There's two games that I got my eye on. One of them, it was my play of the weekend on the Junkies on our Friday parlay, so I'm going to stick with that. Georgia goes down to play Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn played Texas AM and last week. Who's not that good? They didn't even score a touchdown. Now I know Georgia's been slow to start this year. They're still undefeated, but they're not impressing people like they have. Uh, you know, they haven't even lost a game, I don't think, in a couple of years. Georgia will smoke the Auburn Tigers this weekend. I think they're fourteen and a half point favorites. They're going to win by twenty at least. I predict a thirty-four thirteen score. Put your money on, on the Bulldogs. The Auburn is banged up in the secondary. This game is going to be over in the first half. You can you can take your money at halftime. Hit that cash out button because they're going to be up big at halftime.
0: All right, Drab, I'm not sure if we're going to be on the same page with this one here. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Uh a lot of people are now betting on the Milwaukee Bucks to win the NBA championship. Mm. I don't like it. After that trade yesterday, I, I look, I, all I did was rant about how Giannis is ruining the NBA because all he does is travel and carry, and he doesn't know how to actually dribble the ball. And all Damian Lillard does is shoot the ball from 45 feet. That doesn't seem like a winning organization to me.
1: Well, look, I'm a diehard Blazers fan. Uh, my parents are from Portland. I've been to Blazers games a lot when I was younger. It, this hurts me this trade hurts me i i feel like a piece of me a little part of a uh, piece of my heart is dying but, look, there's not two bigger stars on the same team, two better players on the same team right now than the Milwaukee Bucks. You can't tell me there are two better players on the same team anymore. So do they have a shot to win the title? Absolutely. And they won it two years ago. Here's the problem. I think Drew Holiday is a better fit for that team than Lillard is. There's only one basketball. You know Lillard wants to shoot a bunch, and Giannis was going to want the ball every time down the court as well. So you might be onto to something. I don't think maybe they're not the favorites, but they're going to win the East. The Celtics are trash. They can't win in the playoffs. Get them out of here. Sixers. Josh Harris has all his attention on the Commanders. They're gonna fall apart. James Harden's throwing parties every single night. He, he's not even remotely focused on basketball. So who else you got up there in the East? The Miami Heat? No, they're they they're they're wiping their tears away because they didn't get Lillard. They don't have the star power. It might be the Bucks in the in the finals, but I don't know. I mean, can they beat Denver? Denver's a really complete team. So um, I, I'm sticking with, with the Nuggets, a repeat champion this year.
0: That was the quote of the year. Save that clip stub. We need that in the system. Unbelievable. Drab t shirt. Quote There's only one basketball. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> that was Don't Sleep on These Picks, sponsored by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up and see your late-night picks go up in flames? Easy. Head over to dontsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWADRADIO, that's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O, to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes you great. They support the Junkies. They support Bit Season and AWAD Radio. Uh, thanks so much to Mike Drab. Appreciate you hopping on for this segment.
1: Don't sleep on those picks. Love don't sleep energy drinking. Let's win some money this weekend. Come on, guys.
0: Yep, thanks so much. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back.